Take uh, it, rest in peace to my man Beef. <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace to future music sensation Beef. <laughs> <laughs> had one had one show and that was it. Our king Beef. King Beef. King Beef. Uh, well, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you, Sato? It's been a while since we've recorded. It's been a bit. Yeah, been a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for those who have not heard any announcement, because we technically didn't say it anywhere, except for, like, one point on stream. Because mm-hmm. this is a ramshackle production. Uh, we're, we're currently on a bi-weekly schedule because we're all EP. There's a lot going on in our lives. And we'll maybe return to our regular schedule when things calm down. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Point is, welcome everyone. It's the Skeleton Crew Podcast. We're back. That's Strauss. That's Sardo. You're, you're Strauss. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, now I'm not. Now I'm Sardo. Damn. Strauss. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but anyway, I'm Strauss. That's Sardo. We're your hosts. And we're talking about Phantom of the Paradise today because we did. we had no other ideas. <laughs> Do you do you want to know what inspired me to do this? You know what? I'm go for it. I'm actually genuinely curious. It was literally because I was scrolling Twitter mm-hmm. and I saw a post that it's like just a reminder that you can watch Phantom of the Paradise at any time. You could go watch it now and I'm like, "Oh I, my god, you're right." I, I honestly, I know who I think I know whose post that is. Is it was it the Lady Emily's? Maybe. Could be. <laughs> I, I uh, The only reason I know that because I saw the exact same post. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so we decided, you know what? That's true. Let's do it. Yeah, and... I'm like, shit, you can just go watch Phantom of the Paradise. No, we do not recommend the Internet Archive version. It, the audio is weirdly desynced. It's it's a little bit weird. We we found we found a different place. But, mm-hmm. but in case... You know, if you want to watch it for free, absolutely. Just note that it is desync, so like rip the audio and like redo it by like mm-hmm. proper time measurements, I guess. Anyways, point is, it's there, baby. It, it is very much there. So, Strauss, yes. Well, it's the Phantom of the Paradise. The Phantom of the Paradise is a weird Brian De Palma film from 1974 that's like both uh, the story of Faust and the Phantom of the Opera at the same time, and it's very 70s. Exceptionally so. It's It falls into kind of that... There were a few things around like the... Let, let me find exactly when Phantom of the Paradise was made. 1974. It was released 1974. There was a couple of things in that, like, the decade and, like, the years surrounding it of, like, music industry, big and evil, things changing. And, I mean, the music industry is big and evil and parasitic. They're not yeah. wrong. That, that part hasn't changed. <laughs> but the, the other thing I'm thinking of was the musical The Apple from 1980, which was very similar in kind of tone. I'm also thinking of Rock and Rule, which was animated, had oh, Debbie yeah. Harry from Blondie. Have you ever seen Rock and Rule? I've seen parts of it. 
It's it's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, it's, but, a, it's it, I know rock and roll is very weird. <laughs> oh, it's extremely weird. But uh, in like the fun good kind of weird, though. Yeah, no. yeah. And also, well, uh, Debbie Harry from Blondie is in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, Rocky Horror Picture Show came out like a year on like theater a year before. Yes. It it is definitely from around a very specific time period, of like. Rock and roll, all that jazz, but not not not, not the uh, actually did all that jazz came out that time. Uh, let me look. It did. Nineteen seventy nine. Well, there we go. Well, there we go. <laughs> but there and there's also this thing of like kind of other music genres who are usurping, you know, rock and roll. And that's bad because they're they're not rock. <laughs> it's not so much rock and roll as much as it was this like the nostalgia circuit came back. Yeah. The um, well, I guess the start of the nostalgia cir- circuit came back. Or, well, mm-hmm. I maybe not came back. I feel like that kind. Of, I just kind of contradicted myself there. There was also the very like. Like, this was the start of, like, the 50s nostalgia boom with, like, Grease. Which, when did that first get done? Because that's a stage play. Because that movie was 1978, but when did the play get started? Or was Grease, based on Grease, the musical, which was from... uh, I know it's set in 1959, but when was it first produced you're not helping wikipedia uh oh yeah the early 70s well well there you go but yeah but it's very and you know like the main character is a man named winslow leach he's a singer songwriter a very 70s singer songwriter right down to having worn zevon's hair Mm -hmm. and glasses But not his singing voice. <laughs> and and he's a composer of music, and he loves this woman. And he's he's making a song for, you know, he's trying to write a song so she'll perform it. And he's betrayed by an evil record tycoon. Named Swan. Who, named Swan. Which is not an intimidating name. He's and, played by and Paul Swan, Williams. He is played by Paul Williams, who is like five foot two and looks kind of like, I don't know, a, a lady my man. mom would be friends with. <laughs> He's kind of a potato weed kind of guy. But Swan awesome, is. Awesome, like important composer, singer, songwriter type of guy. Yes. Very tiny, though. Little dude. He's a little guy. But <laughs> Swan guy. here, he's. He's the archetypical corrupt record executive. He, you know, he's a firm believer in the casting couch. He's there. There's a bit at the beginning where um, he has women audition by having like a big clothed lesbian orgy on on a bed so he can watch through a camera. It's very weird. This whole movie's um, kind of weird like that. It's. It, it, 
we'll have this conversation later about whether or not Phantom of the Paradise counts as camp, in your opinion. But, yeah, so Swan frames Winslow Leach for for miscellaneous crimes, has him sent to Sing Sing, which, haha, music. Uh, music joke. Um, obviously, Winslow learns that Swan basically, you know, framed him, stole his music, sent mm-hmm. to prison... And he escapes prison through, via the tiddlywinks line, which is just the funniest way to escape prison. <laughs> and what he does is just absolutely, like, go off the deep end, gets his face crushed in a press. Mm-hmm. And he uh, ultimately gets... He, he, that, that's his gets turned into the phantom moment. <laughs> Yeah, he he gets disfigured by the press, and then Swan essentially comes to him with an offer that you know I can I can restore you to greatness if I you will, sign my contract. I'll let you write your music, and I will let Phoenix probably sing it if you sign this giant ass contract and sign it in blood. This is the Faust part. Phoenix is the the woman that Winslow loves, by the way. Or at least likes. They don't really interact much in this movie. There is nothing. She is, like, such a non-character. She, like, it's so funny. Like, because obviously she's the stand-in. What's the character in Phantom of the Opera? Christine. Yeah, Christine. She's she's clearly the stand-in for Christine, but a very 70s version of that. Yeah. And it's just so, because, like, a big part of, like, the musical and even the original story of Phantom of the Opera is, like, there is this interplay between Christine and the Phantom throughout the story. Whether right. or not it's, like, sexy or not depends on whether which version of the story you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's this interplay. Phoenix barely interacts with Winslow, like, at all, in all 90 minutes of this film. She doesn't interact with most people. She's just kind of there. She, she, it, it is, it's kind of funny because she's, this is such important, it's not even that she, it, it she, I, calling her a character is a bit of an insult to character writing. Not even because it's bad, it's just, she's not there. She just has very minimal presence. She sings occasionally. Dances a bit. Yeah. Shows up in a few scenes. Most of this movie is amazingly watching, like, our devil surrogate of of Swan, this kind of mean mug Ed Winslow for most of it. Honestly, I, the character of Beef has more screen time than Phoenix, in a sense. Like, I'm pretty sure Phoenix is on screen for longer. But time dedicated to her is a bit different. What to her there? It's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, Swan and the Phantom, though, have, like, the the greatest toxic yaoi dynamic. Amazingly not bigger on Tumblr. We should fix that. I mean, you can. I don't really use Tumblr much. And when I say we, I mean me. (laughs) Of course. I support you in this silly endeavor. (laughs) 
I'm I'm gonna draw so much fan art of them. It, it's just so funny because you like you normally would expect like the character of like Phoenix to be featured prominently because you know she's like the love interest. Yeah, and she's not. And if you're they... not a fan of the opera goes, it only ends with Swan being killed and then Winslow dies. Yeah, it's because it's very the, dramatic. It's and... very dramatic, and everyone's still partying in the background. It's really funny. <laughs> this movie is clearly made on a budget because, like, the blood effects are really bad, even by the nineteen seventies. It, it looks like a really hammer horror. It, it looks like a hammer horror blood specifically. Yeah, that's exactly it. But yeah, so we watched the whole thing. And I have some questions for you, Sardo. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? You know what? It was fun. It was it was silly. There it there's definitely a few moments where it's like, this is kind of a product of its time. Um and there's also some stuff that's like, this is trying to be social commentary and not doing a very good job. Secondary question, is this the first time you've seen this movie? I saw it forever ago. And me, it's been me too. long enough. I think it's I been fell long asleep enough. when it, it was, like, very late at night, so it's basically the same situation. So. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's been so long that it's like, okay, this is kind of like seeing it with fresh eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't remember when I first saw it. Like, it was really late at night, and a friend of mine was streaming it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't remember anything about this movie. I like it. Because it's really goofy. It's very silly fun. And silly. Um, William Finley's going off as the Phantom. He's he's doing his, like, you know, his thing. Let's talk a little bit about the Phantom's mask, by the way. Because we, you know. I would say, and, and you're right, because the most interesting thing about this movie and like the biggest surviving artifact from it is in fact Winslow's mask Mm -hmm. because it inspired something we've talked about on this program before. Yes, it did. Would you like to tell the good audience what that is? They don't already know. Uh, Berserk was a manga written by one Kentaro Miura. Rest in peace. Mm. Uh, And in it you might know <laughs> uh after a certain character had uh you, you could t- you could say what happened it's been like 20 years sort of it's it's past the statute of limitations on spoilers well yeah i mean it's it's, it's the, the eclipse happened like third almost 30 years ago now you can yeah, say after, what it is after griffith becomes femto and becomes fucking evil and horrible oh, well, uh, he gets uh, a mask even more evil i guess would be more i would argue but that's the evilest the, the evilest when he becomes even worse yeah he wears a, a bird-esque mask that is basically very clearly based after his own after Winslow's mask in the Phantom of the Paradise. Yes. And I, I had to Google it real quick because I fucking forgot what Griffith's name is after he becomes like 
super evil, but yeah. But yeah, he it, there's a non-zero chance that Femto's mask was inspired by Winslow Leech's look. I think it was. Is, I think that was confirmed. I don't remember though. Yeah. I mean, Miro was never one to hide his influences. He talked oh, no. about it a bunch. So it, it's like you could like he was a big fan of MC Escher. He definitely was someone who, would, who, if he saw Phantom of the Paradise, you would would be shocked. Yeah, and and the resemblance is definitely there. <laughs> like the whole outfit really like makes you go. Hmm. And I would say the Phantom's look is one of the cooler, like genuinely cooler things about this. Well, yeah, it's also probably one of the better Phantom looks while we're on the subject. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, the Phantom of the Opera has had many looks over the years, depending on which version of which character you go. Mm-hmm. It's just... What? Yeah, you go through it, and then it's just, like... It's a very 70s movie. Exceptionally like, so. Everyone's hair is super... Like, Paul Williams' hair is super 70s. Very teased. Very... Very, very like, light blonde. Uh, the character it... of Beat has, like, the tightest curls you've ever seen on a man. I'll, I want to talk a little bit about Beef. Go, because... go for it. This is your chance just to talk about Beef for as long as you want. When when I tell you, and I, I, I told you this, mm. but when I say the grip that Beef would have had on transgender men, including myself, in this day and age, uh, I, I was just looking at this guy, it's like, holy shit. Uh, Beef is played by Garrett Graham, mm -hmm. and he's the dude of all time. Oh, he's so much fun. He is maybe one of the best parts of this movie. I, oh, I, I've seen I... his, like, weird, like, when they debut Beef officially face. Mm-hmm. And I'm, to this day, I am shocked that no other gifts of him remain from that because people aren't doing their job, Sardo. They are not. They're really not. It's they're like not we... pushing Beef. They're not pushing Beef properly. They need to push Beef. <laughs> we, as a society, need to push Beef. <laughs> But Beef, uh, the character, not Beef, the Beef. Beef is doing fine. Yeah. Beef, the character, is not. <laughs> entire... beef, beef, the character, dies. Yeah, it, that part's fine. It's not that Beef, the character, dies. He dies in such a goofy fashion, and how is that also not, a, like, several gifts? How is that not a gift set on Tumblr already? That I've I seen, like, five no times. Idea. I've seen his, like, ah, face. Like, hundreds of times. But I, that's all I've seen of him. And really, we are not... The world's not doing a good job. We're, we've let Beef down. We, we've disappointed Beef. We've disappointed Beef. Sorry, Beef, you've been disappointed once again. <laughs> then we play a guitar ballad. But yeah, beef beef was hilarious. Uh, like, I I think my favorite beef part was him trying to leave right before the show. In oh like the yeah, in like the Santa robe, which is so funny. All of beef's outfits. I also really love the bit where he's like auditioning, 
and he's like singing the the song that the phantom wrote and he does this fucked up really abortive little dance at the end of it. he tries to like crab walk and he struggles to get up and it's like oh i love him but yeah beef is Beef is definitely fun, but you sort of you wanted to ask me about whether or not I considered this camp, and I feel like that's a is good. Is this camp? I, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say this right now, and it's it's okay. gonna it's not gonna be controversial, but it's gonna be a bit of a weird yes and no to the to the question. <laughs> and the answer is, it is camp, but I don't think intentionally so. I feel like, well, okay, so, like, I think it was just, like, when I consider, like, what, what, what's a great example of you of 70s camp? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What's a great example for you, off the top of your head? Not counting this, obviously. Oh, God. Um. Let me think for a second. That's a really tough question. Because uh, when I think of, like, 70s movies and, like, 70s stuff, you know, a great example of, like, unintentional 70s camp, like, while technically not being the 1970s, mm-hmm. is Cabaret. Cabaret's a good one. I'm going to I'm gonna also say, I think, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. I was also going to say the Star Wars Christmas special, which is extremely 70s camp. Um, also, House is a major one. House, or you might know it as Houseu. Extremely camp. Yeah. Like, to me, this doesn't feel like those things. No. But it, but the one it reminds me the most of is the Star Wars Christmas special. Because. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it is not trying to be super, like, 70s and campy, like, 70s camp specifically. Yeah, but it is. It is a very like campy seventies movie. Mm-hmm. And like the Star Wars holiday special, like is so very quiche and seventies and campy because of it. Which is why. I- I and I consider this movie very similar. Mm-hmm. It's the same case where I don't think it was trying to be campy, but it is. I I think that I get what you mean. Yeah. It it's more of like. It it is camp because that's just what it is, but I don't think it was intentionally meant to be campy. That campy, except no, beef. yeah, because I feel it, like beef was meant to be campy. I I feel like there were there were points where it was definitely trying to kind of mock and lampoon the the new wave sort of stuff. There's a lot of like making fun of the kind of boy George Adam Ant dead or alive sort of stuff. Which is impressive, considering that would be ten years later. (laughs) I mean, 
You, you know it, what? It, it, I'm, it was, I'm just saying the vibe. The vibe. Well, I would say what it, what it's really lampooning. It lampoon. It first starts with lampooning sort of the uh, 50s nostalgia wave mm-hmm. stuff. Like the juicy fruit is clearly not meant to be taken seriously, right? And then you get guy. It, it's making fun. Like it's definitely like teasing about groups like T-Rex. You know that very specific era of early seventies David Bowie. Hmm. Um. I'm trying to think of other. You know, I'm making fun of a little bit of ABBA. Yeah. And. But, you know, a, a little bit of Iggy Pop. You know, b- basically teasing like the glam era because definitely Kiss, definitely Kiss, majorly Kiss. They they are definitely lampooning Kiss, and it's just like it, it's very much teasing sort of that shock rock glam rock era where everyone's just like kind of going these men wear makeup these not not even that these men wear makeup it's that these men wear silly face paint makeup yes like we don't mean makeup we mean like these guys painted their whole face black and white to go out on stage to sing about like doing your mom yeah And and the songs are absurd. <laughs> yeah, the songs are absurd. They're silly. Uh, most of them are sung by Paul Williams, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Because it's Paul Williams. Yeah. But yeah, it's very, like... The whole thing. Because this came out during the glam era with, like, Wizard... Slade... Brian Eno. And, like, the Hollywood stars. Pilot. I'm going to give my opinion here, if I may. I'm going to say, and I I don't necessarily consider myself an expert, but I think my intuition on this is fairly good. I don't think Phantom of the Paradise goes hard enough to count as camp. I, I, I agree. I think it's more of retroactive camp. It's... Like, it, it's it, the time... You know how, like, when you watch certain things, they get more campy as time goes on because we moved away from that look? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Phantom of the Paradise's campiness. Yeah. Where it's campy... But more so because it's no longer 1974 and less so because it was purposely trying to be campy. Yes. That's why I say (laughs) retroactive camp. Yeah. Which is the difference. I, I would say that's fair. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like it went hard enough. It it could have... I, I agree with that. That's sort of the reason why I don't think it's really purposeful camp. Because, mm-hmm. like, l- literally the next year is Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is way more campy. 
I think Phantom of the Paradise was just too heterosexual. <laughs> I maybe. You, you you look at that scene where, admittedly, it, it was it was a clothed lesbian orgy, but it was still a lesbian orgy, and and you look at all of that and it's like none of these women have a damn clue what they're doing. <laughs> no one here knows how to kiss another woman, and it shows. They, they are all just flopping around on top of each other, without a. a like like a bunch of sardines in a barrel. <laughs> and that's that's not camp. I thought you were about to say a bunch of sardines in a barrel. I'm like, wow. No, a bunch of sardines in a barrel. Well, yeah, but I'm like, in my defense, uh, my thought process was you couldn't, weren't going to go there, obviously. You're not a lesbian. <laughs> You're yeah. bisexual. Exactly that. But, so yeah, you can't it, be one. <laughs> By definition... Yeah, d- it would be very difficult for me to be both because that that's not that, that cancels works. itself out. Yeah, that's that, not that, how that, that works. That, that's not how that works. I mean, you could try, yeah. but it'd be very. It would be, it would be inaccurate. It'd be really odd. Yeah, wouldn't it? Doesn't work that way clearly. But yeah, no, I I agree with your assessment that it's not really all that campy. Like any campiness that it does have, that isn't like beef is campy. Beef is campy, but it's it's just he's it's very, too straight. It, it, beef is clearly designed to be campy, he's, like within like obviously he's kind of gay. He's he's an effeminate man, but you know, beef should have been the main character. I'm not sure if Beef would have worked as the main character. Would be Beef should you, have been the no, main no, character. No, Beef should have been where <laughs> Phoenix was. Yes, Beef should have been the love interest. Yes, Beef should have been the uh, the Christine anal- analog in this. At the very change, least, change nothing except make him the love interest. Yes. Though I will say the robotic voice that Winslow has to use because his face got crushed and his teeth silvered or whatever Mm -hmm. does not work as well saying beef as it does saying phoenix (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i I, it's just the problem is it's not that campy it could be campy it is campy in places it it just it it didn't go far enough it's more keech really a little bit you gotta gotta push it a little harder yeah obviously that that's i don't think that was intentional so fair enough but i think really when it comes to the campiness of it like it is campy in places do not get, get us wrong we, we we need to give be we're being fair when i when we when i say specifically there are points where this movie is very campy yes but it's more goofy than campy exactly that not that that's a bad thing we're not complaining. It's a fun movie. We would absolutely watch it again. Yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. It was very very entertaining. Ninety minutes, quick watch. Go watch it. Yeah, it's, it's not a it's a very short movie. Brian De Palma is always very fun, and like he he's the type of director who has directed a bunch of really like good movies, but that that always have a like element of silliness to him. Yeah. It's just a good time. Yeah. 
Um, it's a very fun mo- movie. It's very it's very well made. It's it's definitely lo- relatively on budget. The music is goofy enough for it to be fun. It's a fun movie. I would say if you're going to watch it, like maybe have a few drinks in you and watch it with a friend. <laughs> the only part we didn't do is the few drinks in us because I haven't been drinking yet. I, I was um, sipping a little something. I got a Jack Daniels, Tennessee apple, a uh, little canned thing, little is apple it, fizz. Good? It's pretty nice. Well, you know, there you go. Not bad. Yeah, I would definitely say fan of the paradise. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah totally. definite thumbs up. I would definitely say it's not the worst thing we watched in this, but we purposely watched Neil Breen, and that's fucking cheating. Oh, that was that <laughs> was that that was, that was a special moment, though. Mm-hmm. Speaking of camp, yes, is Neil, is Neil Breen camp? Ooh, um, that is a great question. I don't. Think I don't is. know. I don't, I don't think he is. No, he's not camp. He's he's a third he's a difficult thing. to quantify thing. Because Ed Wood is camp. Ed Wood is yes. very camp, especially for the 1950s. There, There is a very specific quality that yeah. makes like, something camp. When it comes to something, I think that's a really good point. Like, for something to be campy, you gotta, there, there's a level of, like, is Zargos camp? Yes. I yes. think <laughs> even like... if something is not made by gay creators, if if something feels a little a little LGBT, then it's camp. Well Mommy Dearest. Is, um Which is why Mommy Dearest. Beef is camp. Beef yeah. is camp. Beef is Beef is camp. Phantom of the Paradise is not camp, but beef is the camp. The character of beef specifically is very camp. Yes. I want more beef. <laughs> it's pretty great. Prime. Man was cut yeah. down in his prime, man. But yeah. I I think overall not a camp movie, but a decent movie. Yeah, it, it's a good movie, worth watching. If you've seen it, go for it. If you have the chance to watch it, go watch it. Especially if your friends have like a movie night. It's it's a good movie night movie. It is because Best. it's not, it's not too long. Best enjoyed over some beverages of your choosing and maybe some appetizers. I think this is a a movie that pairs well with appetizers. Yeah. Anyway, Sardo, I think that's enough on that. So uh, we're not going to do what the hell you're watching just yet. Um, Okay. Only because I know what I'm going to be saying throughout all the the hell you're watching. Uh, (laughs) You know what I have anything? Yes, yes, it is. I'm I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to let you ask the question. You already know the answer. Don't you know, ask... I love asking stupid questions that I already know the no, answer no, to. No, it's not a stupid question. It's a redundant question that's different. <laughs> well, maybe it could be both. <laughs> no, a stupid. there's no such thing as a stupid question. There's just a question that's unnecessary. And this is asking a question you definitely know the answer to. No, but I, wanted, I do want to just mention some uh, interesting updates in the universe today. 
All right. It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> but um, a, a more interesting thing, have you, uh, we, we have to say goodbye to Carl Weathers. I know, I saw. Uh, Apollo Creed himself uh, sadly passed away, uh, was it today or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. And we we just want to say we he's great and pre- he was Apollo Creed and he's awesome. Yeah, we we lost a great one. We lost a fu- a very fun actor. And I would definitely say it's a it's it, it's not fun, but you know we get to celebrate his life and his excellency. Yes, indeed. Well, what's your favorite Carl Weathers role? I mean, I'm I'm gonna say Apollo. He was, Apollo Creed was just the dude of all time. <laughs> I also, in turn, while we're on the subject of Apollo Creed, I wanted to mention like such a fun character that inspired a whole ass sequel. I know. Like, Creed. By the way, you haven't seen Creed? Please go watch Creed. It's the best legacy sequel that ever existed. Hmm. God, the part where he, like, sees the flashback of his father in the boxing ring, and he, as he gets up, is one of the, like, most badass yeah. moments in the film. They, I, when they I finally so. played the Rocky movie when he's on his comeback, and you're just like, this is the best. This is the best thing. Oh, yes. With that said, uh, we, 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 I would just wanted to say that also because we needed to fill time. No, no, no not yeah. gonna lie here. But yeah, I we will we will miss him. Yeah. He was he was a great actor, cool dude. Very sad. And I I think that's that's about it for our show. Strauss, no, no, thank no, you so no, much. No, it's not. You forgot one thing. Sardo. Oh. The hell are you watching? The hell am I watching? Yeah, um It's a great question actually. I have been watching uh, in in my continued streak of watching like old person television, because <laughs> that's my thing, I guess. I've been watching a shitload of Murder She Wrote. I, I love Murder She Wrote. Uh, so how? Uh, so outside loving any uh, specifics you want to talk about? Oh, um, she has so many nieces. So many nieces, you wouldn't believe it. Actually, I can recommend a YouTube channel I really enjoy. If you want to get to know more about the Murder, She Wrote universe, uh, much respect to Angela Lansbury, great actress, by the way. Uh, You should check out Pushing Up Roses on YouTube. I really enjoy her. She does a bunch of, like, kind of old TV recaps and a lot of, like, 90s puzzle games too oh it's so so funny because i know i'm pushing up roses for years <laughs> she's great she's this, so this cool my like 12 year knowing of her existence i follow her on twitter i do too i love her work love she's great i can so yeah great tattoos so Strauss, since since you're aware of her you you can probably also recommend her channel yes yeah i mean i've never really watched her stuff i just thought she was neat <laughs> Well, I can confirm she is neat. I really like her work. She is a big murder she wrote person. Yeah. 
to me, so, to me, when it comes to Angela Langsbury, like the thing I, this is how I hear her in my head. It's just mm-hmm. the worst meat pies in London. Ah, uh, yes. Because uh, I used to. I, I, have you ever watched uh, like the DVD version of her, of like the second revival Sweeney Todd run? I actually have. Yes. Oh God, who's the guy? He like I know who the actor is because he's deeply mm. ingrained. His look is ingrained in my head. I also mm-hmm. think he played the wizard in one of the. Uh, Wicked Productions. Mm-hmm. God, what's his name? Oh, shit. Um... It's not Peter Shaw. Oh, that what? sounds close, though. No, I think he's I... the original one is the thing. Mm-hmm. Because I know she was in the original Sweeney Todd. Yes. It's the 82 version. What is your... Hold on. There's the DVD case. I could just look it up. See who else is in it. That's not helpful. That's the contributors. Those that... I don't need the contributors. (laughs) Helps. I don't know where... I'm trying to look this up and I'm having a bad time. Oh, I could just look it up about other places. Oh, yeah, that is Len... How, how do you pronounce this? Len... Cario? Cario? It's a C-A-R-I-O-U, and I'm not sure how to pronounce that. And I'm... Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce that either. Yeah, but the point is, that's the Sweeney Todd I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, he's Canadian. Hmm. Well, he was on Broadway. Point is, that's my Sweeney Todd. Very cool. Well, that's a good Sweeney Todd to have. Yeah. I've been playing Infinite Wealth nonstop for a week. It is ruining my life. (laughs) It it will not stop. It does not stop. Sardo, this is... I, I'm having problems. <laughs> it is filling you up You know, you are not life. the only person... I, I I'm know a couple people who are having their lives ruined by that game right now. And I'm, I'm so happy for all of you. <laughs> uh, it's just... It's not that it's bad... It's just that it, it, it has absorbed my life. Mm-hmm. I've been playing it non almost nonstop. If it wasn't for my stream and the occasional palate cleanse, it's been... I've been basically playing that game otherwise. For about... a week. Damn. <laughs> like, day in, day out. That that is a lot, and I don't know how close to the M end I'm even at. Who knows? Maybe it just goes on forever. It feels that way. Yeah. Oh Lord, does it feel that way? Like. Ugh. 
I think that about wraps that up there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah stress. Um, um, we. I will promise you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the Infinite Wealth episode will happen once Sardo beats it. When that happens. When when that happens, when I have the chance, I've just been a very busy boy, and I'll admit I I'm I'm just really really tired right now. So am I, but that's because my life has been absorbed by infinite wealth. <laughs> That'll be me soon. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, I I I can't wait for you to start playing it so we can actually start talking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I've been like, sorry, you gotta play it. Sardo, I can like like that. Soon, my friend. Soon. Very soon. We promise that episode. The moment we get the chance to actually record that episode, it is going up. As yes, and it is going to be such an interesting thing. In the meantime, uh, I would like to say you can follow uh, Sardo here at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter. You can also follow him at Marquis Belial. The art account. I draw things. You do draw things. We're you can in... commission me, in fact. My commissions yeah. are open. Yeah, commissions are currently open. Uh, or at least currently open as of the 3rd of February. Ah, <laughs> uh, you might get like a three... Like, how, what, what is your topping out point for commissions where you're like, okay, I need to... Slots are done. I usually do about three at a time. So and yeah, I, you, I have zero right now, yeah. so... Zero at this current moment, because, well, not everyone has money for commissions. Yeah, that's understandable. And you're not a massive, big-time artist where you can just do that at any point where you want. There are that's some people... Correct. Not yet, anyway. See, I believe in my friends. Thank you, I And if you want to see Sardo draw on a relatively weekly basis... You can also follow him on Twitch at Uncle Death with a K mm-hmm. on Twitch.com. Same with Blue Sky. I'm there too. Not on Blue. I mean, I'm also on Blue Sky, but I'm not on his Blue Sky account. That'd be kind of strange. That that'd be really weird. Be 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 a bit strange, bit weird. But I am on his streams though, <laughs> which is less weird. <laughs> I'm there to drink alcohol and provide the funnies. <laughs> you are, and like, you do. Like the time where I lame blasted you for the gorts <laughs> which is every single stream well you know you bought the gorts <laughs> i know i know i did <laughs> whose fault is that you made this joke become reality and now everyone must know in fairness I, I, not... it should be noted that i'm very pro gorts as like an item to own i mean okay i asked you mm-hmm. you were one of the people i asked should i make these and I said you good. said I should. So technically it's your fault. Oh, I you should know quite well I am an enabler. You are. For terrible plans and horrible ideas. Because it's funny. I do that's, things because they're right. funny. <laughs> yes, you do. The comedy potential of the Gorts has been not even fully fulfilled. Not even close. I, I only plan on making it worse, I promise. I'm still waiting for, like, every one of your terrible men outfit idea that we came up with. (laughs) Only because that's the one we need. One of these days it'll happen. One of these days. Yeah. 
thank you all for listening. I I hope you had fun. I know I had fun recording this. So yeah. Remember, uh, you can also follow me. Thanks for skipping mm-hmm. over me, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you can follow all. You can follow Strauss and all my. I'm sorry. You we we got kind of off track. It's okay. But for those who are wondering, you can follow me at All Strauss on Twitter, Twitch, and Blue Sky. Starter streams Monday. I stream Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yes. So tonight, when this comes out, tomorrow for me. Fun. Anyways, thank you all for coming. Sardo has decided we are ending this podcast now. So am I, because technically speaking, Sardo can't end this. I can. You can. Yeah, you I have the, the power. With, I am the one with the button. It's, it's just you right are. there. I can be like, have have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Yeah, see you next time. And also, in turn. Please help me. Infinite Wealth has destroyed my life. I think you're beyond help there, my friend. Yeah. 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 Anyway, bye.